Fanatics.com. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes sitting in alongside my good buddy, Doug McCary, on this Wednesday, November the 1st. It is November the 1st. And Brad, I have something for you. Hey, you told me, it seems, I seem to recall, Jeremy, you may have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I seem to recall we were going to start playing some Christmas music around yeah, November J- Jeremy, 1st. It was supposed to happen. Okay. We were, yeah, we were supposed okay, to tomorrow. do that. We said tomorrow. that, didn't I we? just wanted to remind you. No, I, we said that. I am, um, obviously, we love the music. We no. we get to hear in and out of the breaks. Yeah, going in, um, but, but Christmas, man, okay, that, that just, you know. Christmas uh, Okay, Jeremy, we've got to have it or Brad's going to sing it, so we've got to oh, have yeah. it. Hey, Brad. So Come on. So one of Lori's um, Bible study girls um, won, like, free Whataburgers for the next year. <laughs> and she wanted to give you these cards. Oh, come on now. Be our guest. Enjoy a free Whataburger I love for it. you. I love it. She said she's never met you, but she's heard of your love for whataburger well you you know you love something if you owned it at one time and uh (laughs) you know what uh i'm probably not gonna eat these in the next couple of weeks (laughs) i guess because you're probably gonna well although some people would say you know as you gear i don't know i'm interested to hear what your uh, approach is when it comes to thanksgiving by the way thanksgiving apart from easter it is my favorite holiday, you know, yeah. the, that we celebrate uh, because, number one, the the family that we get to give thanks to, give thanks for, the food that we get to enjoy and indulge in. But I'm, I'm curious what your approach is on Thanksgiving. Do you try to, like, eat a lot before Thanksgiving so that you expand your gut a little bit? <laughs> No. Or are you the one? Are you one who like holds, but you fast for a while leading into? No, I try to lose a little bit of weight ahead of time uh, because um, I, I know what I'm going to do at Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. that's I ultim- called sandbagging. I, I, I ultimately uh, I have to repent a lot of times because um, I have to repent because I. You know, I the things I want to do, yeah, I don't do. The I, yeah. things I do, I don't. Hey, you got do. it right. You got it right. I mean, like, yeah. It, how it, many how many times have you? Well, I mean, it seems like it's always on Thanksgiving where you finish your meal, and an hour and a half later, you were like, "Why did I do that?" You know, I and I, yet I, we're back in the fridge two hours later. Yeah, thanks. Thanksgiving is to me like. You look forward to it like you look forward to eating pancakes, but you know afterwards you just got that <laughs> terrible gut feeling like, why did I just inhale oh, that's good. all those pancakes? That's Do you good. get that? You know, you yes. see those big yes. blueberry pancakes yeah. and you just jump on them. And, but, yeah. like, speaking of pancakes, I don't eat pancakes that much, and I love pancakes, but they don't love me. Yeah. And uh, 
we were at, we were at Costco. I don't know a week or so ago, and uh, you know Costco is such a funny place. I think any of those big box you know retail stores are are really funny because on certain days and in, at certain times of the day, you know everybody's uh, got their got their uh, samples out for yeah. you to try. Yeah, you, you can go over there and literally have lunch uh, yeah. just by the samples. And of course, you ever you ever notice how? You'd think people have never eaten before. They, mm. they are like, you know, pushing you out of the way to get that, you know, little whatever it is, ravioli <laughs> they're they're showing. But the other day when we were there, they were, um, somebody was selling these, this Kodiak, you know, Kodiak pancakes. I don't know if you ever had I've those. I've heard of them. Yeah. Uh, is that like Alaskan? That, that's where they like, it, right? It, exactly. Of course, I think they're supposed to be a healthier version. I don't know. They're good. Um, not because I cook them, but because I sample them at Costco. Yeah. But they were, they were, the sample had this Kodiak raspberry syrup on it. Ooh. Oh, oh my. man, Doug. Let that, me tell did, you. That, did that sell you on getting it, them? It was it. And of course, you, you know, Vicky's allergic to raspberry. What? And, and I even said, should we get this? She goes, well, it's got raspberry in it. You know, clue. Oh. Don't, you know, I'm not going to eat it. I still bought it. Oh, and so I've got did, a big, you're, you're, no, I got a big thing of raspberry syrup from Kodiak, and uh, I'm trying to eat it on everything. Lori loves raspberry. Uh, she I loves do too. that. It, I do is, too. it is a good flavor. Well, listen, uh, I, you know, uh, in light of what I taught today, this week at SWAT, and we talked about it yesterday, I, I was reading through the news just this morning. And I don't know if you saw about this young man from Cornell. I'm pretty sure he was Cornell. Um, that this guy was a very smart guy. I mean, he aced like perfect score on the math SAT. Hmm. Like, I mean, like just a kind of a, a brainiac kind of guy. And this is what this guy said who goes to Cornell. And he got arrested today by the FBI, actually. And he threatened to stab, slit the throat of any Jewish males that he sees on campus. This is what he said. He threatened to rape and throw off a cliff any Jewish females he sees and to behead any Jewish babies. This is what this guy said. And um, in the midst of everything going on right now, his parents believe that he's innocent and he's just severely depressed. Well, I know a lot of people that are severe, severely depressed that do not threaten to do those things. They may threaten that, that, to do that, them to themselves. That but, is psychotic. Yes. Yeah. I mean, anybody that would talk about, Brad, we've got a serious mental health issue problem uh, in this country, and we are ignoring it. We really yeah. are. It, it is. And these people, like this guy, is one of the, quote, brightest and best. If if he's saying things like this, we, we really need to pay attention to the mm. mental health problems going on and figure out a way to minister to these people or help them. Because that, that is not just somebody who's depressed. Yeah. That is way deeper and more satanic yeah. than that. That's just evil. It By is. the way, you know, I'm getting concerned we're not going to be able to use the word evil. Apparently, that is a, a no word. You know, we're not supposed to use that word. 
Really? Well, I, I was I was listening to something earlier today about that that you know they're kind of making it the liberal media as usual is kind of poo pooing that idea. Oh, that, pro- that we you know why? Probably evil. because uh, people are calling what Hamas did as evil. evil. Right? Exactly. Exactly. By the way, I don't know if you saw. Uh, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, uh, his response to the liberal media after his attacks on his Christian faith. Um, anyway, it was uh, just let out a little while ago. Newly elected Speaker of the House Mike Johnson responded to liberals and those in the media trashing him for his Christian faith Tuesday. Hmm. Uh, Johnson, an evan- evangelical Christian who has proudly invoked his faith in God and said the Bible is his worldview since being elected as the new speaker responded to MSNBC host John Jen Psaki uh, HBO host Bill Maher and others who trashed him for his faith saying the attacks mm. don't bother him mm. and I think you know there's good good article actually there if you want to go check it out but uh, it's a good reminder that uh, we shouldn't let this bother us mm-hmm. um, these attacks should not we, we, you know, Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. Mm. And uh, so anyway, just thought it was interesting. I'm, I'm glad to see him standing well, up for that. Well, speaking about that, oh, just talking about that, you know, President Biden just signed a an executive order on artificial intelligence demanding oversight of it, which means that... Um, certain there would be oversight of the black box algorithms you Mm -hmm. know all the algorithms to the different things and what's concerning about that is it may not just be oversight it may be um interference interference control control, manipulation exactly and you know uh, Lori and i were talking about this the other day about how over in europe there's places where now people have they can show their arm and buy stuff they can show their arm and do stuff and we are quickly moving into uh wow revelation aren't we an unbelievable i I say unbelievable i use that word too often it's not unbelievable actually in light uh, you know if you go back three or four years go back to the beginning of covid Hmm. and you look at what's happened Mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy yeah pretty crazy it, it is it uh, is what, what yeah i think what i'm saying is it's pretty crazy what we've been willing to give over mm-hmm. control of yeah and how we've just kind of gone right along with it well you know um when you look at, and by the way um you were there today for the lunch thing where we talked and we're going to talk next week on air about why israel is important you know, and then I, I come out of that and I, I just pop on just a news about this student, this guy. If I mean, if you look at the guy, looks like a, a normal guy. I mean, like a, a, he comes from a place called Pittsburgh, New York, which is uh, up near, it's about an hour outside of Ithaca. And, um, you know, his, his I'm, I'm thankful that they arrested him because yeah. of what he yeah. posted. Uh he had made threats about shooting up other places, and so they acted, and the FBI tracked him down through his IP address, and he admitted t- 
talking about glorious Hamas killed Jews and uh, other really bizarre stuff. And uh, I'm just glad the FBI got involved Amen. there and got this guy off. Amen. I mean, like that's that 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 was a, a disaster waiting to happen. And I don't know if you saw about Maine. Have you have you followed up any about that? I, I really haven't. Okay, so they they posted some information about that guy who went in and shot up. He knew the people there in both places, and he had this uh, paranoia that people were saying he was a pedophile and that was his pet. It was a, a paranoia and it just, he was afraid people were starting a conspiracy to convict him of pedophilia. And that's what they say fueled him going in to shoot these people that either teased him about it or, hmm. or, or made comments that made him think about that. So that was what led to that. And then he ended up taking his own life. And again, that's the kind of thing a kid like this does who makes these kind of comments. And what I'm saying is all of this reveals a, a pretty substantial mental health crisis <coughs> that we have that we ultimately know the enemy is behind. And yes, it is yes. evil. I, I won't refuse to call it exactly to, to say you're going to go slit the throat of somebody or cut off their head. That's evil. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. I mean, you, you, you know, that that's an intentional act of evil to do that. And uh, what they did in the Middle East, uh, what they've done over there is evil. And there's really no other word to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm glad I'm glad you departed from Mark today in the, in our study uh, to give us a kind of a 12 point history lesson on Israel, and I know we'll get into that next week, but it was very very informative. In fact, I'm looking forward to going back and reading some of my notes. Listen, I'm glad you tuned in today. If you want to call this afternoon, we'll take your calls at eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth.
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Nicholas at 91.7. There I was on death row, guilty in the first degree. Son of God hanging on him Hell was my destiny The crowd was shouting Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Look. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas I'm sorry, Brad. I yeah, just I, had, to, I, had to, I had to put something on there, man. I, I was like, man, it's November. It's cool out today. Today, is, Jeremy, would have been the best day to start. Oh, it is. It is cool out there today. Yeah. I mean, for us, I think it's 60. Uh, they got actually, snow. Did you see? They played football games out west in some snow, man. They were. Well, I think they, Colorado had some snow. Yeah, they uh, they, they had snow games, man. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was it was it's hard to believe. It's you know. Our weather made us seem like we're still in September or August. Isn't that the truth? And uh, here it is, November, the the second to last month of the year of 2023. Well, we, we uh, you know, I had shorts on yesterday. So, um, yeah, we go from 80 to 50. I think uh, I think we're supposed to get down in maybe the high 40s tonight. And Man. I was uh, I was actually at, Vic and I were out at the beach this morning. Uh, showing some property out there of course whenever you go to the beach to show you know oceanfront property you always you know <laughs> take people out on the balcony or the patio or whatever show them the view <laughs> all the pots were blown over it was it was it was crazy yeah but, it uh, gets pretty windy out there very much so you and, know you, you live out there so yeah. it's uh but hey we welcome the the cooler weather for sure yes uh, i do. don't have to mow my grass anymore I, th- I think maybe i'll mow one more time before uh before the holidays so yeah the grass is kind of dying and it? it's just got time well hey we are in mark 1 14 through 20 the kingdom gospel part three focusing this week on the word believe it's also the same root word in greek for faith so belief and faith same root word is pistis and it comes, uh, the word uh, that's used here is pistuo, a pistuo, and it means to believe to the extent of complete trust and reliance. And w- Monday and Tuesday, we kind of reviewed, so we're going to jump right in. We, we've been, yesterday, we, we jumped into Romans 10, 9, and 10, a verse that a lot of times people take, uh, and I, I would call it a Western lens look at because if you confess with your mouth jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart one believes and is 
justified and with a mouth one confesses and is saved. Well, from a Western point of view, from somebody who is into the um, the get it now quick uh, microwave mentality, uh, you see that verse, oh, I believe, oh, I'll confess mm. him as Lord. Mm. But to confess him as Lord means he's our ruler. He's our sovereign. He's got the ultimate authority over my life. I'm not the ruler. I'm not in charge. And we looked at that yesterday and 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 really uh, Monday we, we got into it. And, and it says believe in your heart. And that word to have a complete trust and reliance upon that God raised him from the dead. And we said the resurrection is the main point of Jesus' life and ministry. And so when you say you believe in your heart, you have complete trust and reliance on that Jesus was Messiah King, that he suffered and died for my sin in accordance with the scriptures. He rose after three days and now sits at the Father's right hand awaiting the second coming. And I have complete trust and reliance that God raised him because he accomplished the atonement of sin for all to, uh, all who believe and hear this. I'm totally dependent and in need of Jesus for my salvation. Yeah. And not just to get on a train to go to heaven, because he's not just saving you from the penalty of sin. It says he saves you from your sins. That means he gives you the ability to say no to sin. And we talked about having a humble attitude yesterday. And Brad, today we're going to, kind of laser-like focus in on James 4, 6 through 10. Because this is a great passage um, that really is a call to believe. It's an invitation to believe with that kind of belief, with the same belief that 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 it's a complete trust and reliance to, to believe in Jesus. And James... The, the half-brother of Jesus wrote this, and in this particular text, James 4, 6 through 10, he's speaking to people who are what we would call churched unbelievers or people that may attend. They may be religious, but they're lost. They're the people that are going to hear Jesus say, depart from me, I never knew you, when they go, but Lord, we did this. Hmm. We, we went to church. We read our Bible. We gave our, our money to missions. We went on mission trips. He's going to say, depart. I never knew you. And James talks about them in verse 8 of chapter 4. He calls them sinners. And, you know, that term is not used to describe believers anywhere in the New Testament when it's from a person writing to a group they never refer to them as right. sinners. They're always saints, hmm. brothers, you know, uh, set apart ones. But it's not used in the Bible for redeemed people. The other thing he says there is double-minded. And, and people who are double-minded means that they're not focused on the Lord. And you go, well, nobody's perfect. No, he's not talking about people that slip. Hmm. He's talking about they never bought in. They they have their feet. What happens, Brad, if you have a foot in two boats that are going in 180-degree directions? <laughs> You're going to have yeah. to choose one of them, That's right? That's right. Yep. 
And so if you're still in that one boat of the world because you're you're your own boss, you've never really surrendered to him. Uh, I'm not talking about praying a prayer uh, or even being baptized. I'm talking about you've never had that belief, that pistuo belief, that complete trust and reliance belief in your heart. It's been in your head maybe intellectually, but it never made the transfer down. James has a great invitation for you. And he, he, you know, he's telling us through this whole passage that the saving grace of God is extended to the humble, to the humble, not to proud people. And so, um, verses six through 10, Brad, why don't you read it? I know we'll have to go to break and we'll come back and pick up on it, but read James 4, uh, verses 6 through 10. Yeah, verse 6, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Verse 8, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. These are the very words of God through his servant, James, the half-brother of Jesus. And... um you know, James, just a, a, a couple of chapters prior to this, in this great work he did, says that faith by itself is dead. In other words, if that faith doesn't produce an action in your life, it is a dead faith. And he even says, someone will say, well, you know, you say you have faith and I have work. Show me your faith apart from your works. And now you will show you my faith by my works. You believe God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and they shudder. And so James is talking to these people and he gets to this point and he's inviting them now to believe with true, complete trust and reliance. And he starts off in verse 7 by, by saying, listen, Submit yourselves to God. Isn't that the biggest issue in coming to Christ? Yeah. The submission? Yes. We don't want to submit. Yeah. We don't want to be under his authority. Right. We don't want to be under his care. We want, and, and that's why, if you remember, Brad, I talked about teenage, you know, there's a healthy, there's a healthy desire for independence that all teenagers experience, right? But what happens when they turn about 13, 14? It's not there yet, right? Yeah. And when they want to be independent at 13 and 14, why do they want to be independent, Brad, normally? Yeah, they want to go their way. They, 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 want, to they, they want to do something that they know you're going to say, you probably shouldn't do that. Mm. And when we try to tell them as parents, a lot of times based on our personal failures, <laughs> if we, we've experienced and mm. done it, they just think, well, they're just being old-fashioned. <laughs> and and so there's a real problem with submission 
when they that our children are happy to submit when they like what we ask them to do if they don't have a problem with it if it's not costing them something their their desires want but you think about that and and i think god gave us teenagers to teach us about ourselves don't we do that with him i was going to say we were we were once there and we still are there these are real struggles that don't go away when you're 14 or 15 or 16. No. Uh, they, they're reflective of our entire life. And we struggle to submit to God as our authority. And that's what James says. He invites him, if you want to have complete trust and reliance, the first thing is submit to God. Yeah. And yeah. so when we come back, we're going to pick up there because he gives us about four or five other things that are part of that process of believing with yeah. that complete trust around. yes love this glad you tuned in today if you want to call this afternoon the number is 844-777-7928 844-777-SWAT if you have any comments or questions you can always email us at ask at swatradio.com love to hear from you stay tuned we'll be right back world for christ right now would you hi it's roger with the truth radio and I know you would. That's why we're joining with the Bible League International to send Bibles to 1,200 waiting Christians in places like Asia, Africa, and the Middle East. The Christians we're supporting right now live remotely where Christian bookstores don't exist. Many live under corrupt governments and among religions like radical Islam that seek to harm them. Others are among a small number of believers in their villages, and they wonder if Christians elsewhere even know or care about their need. These members of our spiritual family may be under-resourced, but they're filled with joy and ready to share Christ with others. $5 sends a Bible, $60 sends 12 Bibles. Become a Bible sender by calling 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D, or by giving at ilovethetruth.com. No active accidents, but there is a broken down vehicle to be aware of on I-95 southbound at the ramp to Pecan Park Road on the north side. Also, there's a disabled vehicle on the West Beltway on 295 southbound at I-10 on the west side. Mostly clear tonight, low 49, Thursday partly sunny, high 69. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Doug and Brad here. <laughs> Hey, Jeremy, is this making you feel bad? <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I'm I'm doing it. We I said uh, we are going to start doing it. Jeremy, tomorrow we got to have it tomorrow. Yeah, I love right. it. I love right. it. By the way, the 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 song before that one was um I can't remember who who sings that song. But was I, it? I can My, never be free without you. Uh, um uh, oh, was it Micah or Free? Uh, I don't know. Wait a minute. Uh, no. I can freedom never, Him. Isn't it called yeah. Freedom Him? Yeah, I can never, ever be free without Him. Yeah. Anyway, I was thinking about the fact you know, as we went into the break, we were talking about 
double-mindedness, submitting to the Lord, Mm -hmm. humble yourself before the Lord. We know that scripture, Mm -hmm. that this idea that the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe, repent and come under the rule of Christ. We can never be free until we come under the rule of Christ. You know, we think we're free when we rebel. We, you know, we were talking about, you know, 13-year-olds and 14-year-olds and 40-year-olds and 60-year-olds who want to do their own thing. Well, well, they're, in a sense, we are free, but, but, but it's like, you know, it's like a dentist telling, listen, you're free not to brush your teeth, but you're going to pay a price for it. Right. You're going to have cavities. Right. right. And so the question is, who do we submit to? Right. If we do not submit to God, who is our authority? Well, Brad, for everybody, it always comes down to us. Yes. Right? Self-rule. Self-rule. And and and, and all I was saying about our teenagers is we see it in them when they will they will be willing to be submissive if you know if they don't have a real big uh desire to do something but when friends start coming along and enticing them hey your parents you know they're just trying to be joy killers and they just don't want you to do this stuff and they go with them they choose to be loyal to them over you even though those friends have never uh changed a diaper Mm. those friends have never gone through all the pains and struggles of caring for you who have a vested interest in you those friends just want somebody to be with them as they do things that are probably things they shouldn't be doing right right and not the way we are yeah yeah and that's you know to me what i was gaining from that song is you know austin french by the way austin french we can you know he says we can never be free i can never be free without you we think we've got freedom in, in the sense that, yes, we can do our own thing. Mm-hmm. Love that illustration of the dentist. You're, you're free not to brush your teeth, but there's going to be consequences. There's consequences in our sin, but the reality is you're going to serve one master. You're going to mm-hmm. serve a master. Which master are you going to serve? Uh, because one of those, you're going to be enslaved at one of those masters. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're either slave to sin or you're slave to Jesus. Right. And the word is slave. It is the, it is the word that was used there. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, James starts off the very first call to in the invitation is submit to God because he's our authority. But look what he says next. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. And when you when you see that, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The, by, by merely including that, what is he saying about the devil? That the devil is going to be coming after you, right? He's going to yeah. be crying. He's going to try to convince you. Brad, have you ever, <laughs> you probably didn't. You probably have a lot more self-control. <laughs> when Lori and I were early in marriage, we would go to these places that would offer you, hey, come stay in this incredible resort for the weekend. All you got to do is listen to a two-hour presentation. Uh, We're like, man, we can sit through anything for two hours. And you go there, and 
all of a sudden these people are trying to convince you to buy a timeshare with money you don't have. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's okay. And they're making it all sound so good. And, and like Lori's resisting and I'm like, I'm giving in. I'm like, Oh, this sounds good. This sounds good. But we are to resist in the same way. Somebody's trying to get you to do something that is not good for you. But see, when we're in our sin or when we're deceived or when we're in our lost state, it's like I was talking about today in the Bible study, until Jesus pulls the veil over your eyes, if you don't away yeah. from you, you're not going to see it. Right. How many people, Brad, do you know that are in a sinful pattern of behavior as unbelievers and they do not see how devastating the consequences really are? They do not see... They don't even see it for what you and I see it. For. Well, I think that would uh, describe most, most if not all, who are in rebellion as non-believers. They're in rebellion. They don't see the the consequences of that. Yeah, uh, they're not experiencing that right now. They will, um, and so I think that's probably true of most that are in rebellion. Yeah. And so they, they don't see it. So he's saying to these people, your first step, submit to God. Yeah. Let God be yeah. your authority. Second, resist the devil. In other words, don't just submit to God, but be loyal to him when there is a chance to choose something else over him. Mm. And this is not just a temporary choice thing. This is when something you know is going against God's word, don't take don't take that road. Yeah, don't yeah. let the enemy convince you. The third thing he says in verse eight is draw near to God. Draw near to God, and it says He will draw near to you. In other words, pursue God. Really long to know Him. You know, I think back to that book I mentioned it last week in the study. Um, you know. Um, uh, A.W. Tozier's The Pursuit of Pursuit God. Of God yeah. Great book. What? Well, yeah, <laughs> I just love Tozier. He, he's he got one called The Pursuit of Man, uh, but he's also got The Pursuit of God. And in Pursuit of God, um, Tozier, Tozier just goes through and he, he, he talks about our, our inward thirst for that divine connection. You know, that in every man, right. you know, uh, right. I think it was, was it Voltaire or was it not Voltaire? It wasn't Voltaire. It was another, it, it was a philosopher that said there's a God-shaped vacuum inside right. all of us, right? Right, right. And, and so Tozier wrote this book uh, called The Pursuit of God. And it's a really, really um, good book because um a lot of times what we see in the West is we think by praying a prayer, we have God. Right. You know what I mean? We yeah. think, yeah. okay, I've, I've, I've got God now. Right. But we stop pursuing him on a daily basis. We, we don't. And so James is saying, listen, submit to God, resist the devil, draw near to him. And, and Brad, this is that prayer. Uh, this is the prayer where Jesus says, hey, knock and the door will be open. When you seek him, you will find him. Um, it, it, it's just, it, I, I highly recommend that book. Um, it, it was it was a 
very good book early on in my Christian life. Um, again, Tozier is a man who spent eight hours a day praying. I mean, yeah. the guy just prayed, prayed, prayed. So that's good. Um, then the next thing he says after draw near to God, he says, cleanse your hands. Why does he say that? Submit to God, resist the devil, draw near to God, cleanse your hands, purify your hearts. Well, the hands are external. The hearts are internal. And so he's telling them, you're sinful people. These acts that you are doing are unholy. Stop. These thoughts that you're having are unholy. It's on the inside, Jesus said. And so he's saying true faith, this true, complete reliance and trust doesn't just save you from the consequences of sin. It saves you from your sins. Mm -hmm. There's the Mm -hmm. power there to not sin. Listen, it's not that you're going to be perfect and never sin, but it, 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 there's the power there to say, and then verse nine really strikes me. And I know we got, we got to go to break here, but When's the last time you heard a sermon that said, be wretched, you mourn, weep? No. He's talking about being broken and contrite over your sinful heart, not just a trivial view. Yeah, Yeah, I blow it. It's it's not a, it's, it's being wretched. Yeah. That uh, miserable is what that means. Well, you know, some, uh, some uh, translations use the word grieve. Yeah, I, I like this word "wretched." I, I, I feel like we don't see ourselves this way. We don't. Uh, you know, we 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 tend to see ourselves as pretty decent people, pretty good people. Yeah. And yet he says, "Be wretched." We are wretched, and uh, mourn and weep. All right, well, that's a heavy load right there. That is. I mean, <laughs> we just wanted to cheer you up before we go off the break. So you people be wretched exactly. and be uh, be mourning and weeping, and we're going to come back. We will be back. <laughs> yeah. we, we will be back. 844-777-7928 if you want to give us a call. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network 
The Jacksonville Beaches listen at 91.7. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Wednesday afternoon. Where's Where's the Christmas the music? First Noel. <laughs> oh man! Hey, listen, we're glad you tuned in this afternoon. If you want to call us, uh, it's our last segment. Eight four four seven 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 nine two eight is the number. You can also email us any questions you might have in regards to what Doug and I are talking about. Send that to ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. You know, Doug, we kind of obviously made light of the fact that uh, James 4, especially beginning in verse 7, it really begins to kind of unfold. It's like this, you know, this layer of an onion that comes out, beginning with this idea of submitting. S- yes. Submit resist draw near cleanse your hands purify your hearts grieve mourn weep Mm -hmm. and then it ends in verse 10 with humble yourself yes well well listen how do you cleanse your hands and purify your heart there's only one way it's jesus yeah and if you have complete bless you jeremy (laughs) jeremy if you have complete trust and reliance on jesus when you think about your sin you're gonna be wretched you're gonna be broken and contrite it's not gonna be a trivial thing to you yeah. uh in like you and i were talking on the break even if it's attitudes yeah it, it, i mean it's not even just the physical action and even if you don't get caught in them yeah. even that you're just aware of them yeah. because what does he say in verse 10 he says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. This should be our attitude, right? Isn't it interesting? Reverse that and that's the world we're living in. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with humbling yourself. It has everything to do with exalting yourself. Exalting yourself. yourself. And boy, will he humble you too. <laughs> he will. Um, but, you know, he says in verse going back to romans 10 9 and 10 you will be saved you know and and the way that is written there in the greek back in romans 10 9 and 10 is the context context is that that you will be saved is is passively saved by somebody outside of yourself this is very unique to the christian faith all other belief systems Either there's no final punishment or you're saved by your own works, your own efforts, mm-hmm. right? You try to earn your way there. And what what is the divine intervention? Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace are you saved through faith. It is a gift. It's, it's not your own doing. It's a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. So God saves us by grace. He saves us uh, by his mercy not by instruction or even exhortation or rebuke that doesn't save you 
It's his grace that saves you and says, you know what, I'm saving Brad. And I shared this illustration about almost drowning one time when I was a kid. I was at a public pool and I was standing near the deep end and shouldn't have been standing there because I was not a good swimmer. And I fell in. And, you know, when I fell in, I was gasping for air. I, it was terrifying because I was only about seven or eight years old. And when I fell in, I did not want somebody to sit there and tell me how I should swim. That's not going to help me at that moment. Right. right. Uh, I didn't need somebody to basically say, hey, you know, that's why you shouldn't be standing by the seven-foot marker down here. That's too deep for you. What I needed was intervention, somebody to reach down and grab me, and that's what Jesus did. He reached down. And Matthew one twenty one says, she will bear a son, talking about Mary. You will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. His name means salvation, rescue. And so he saves us from what? Because that word is used over in Romans 10, 9, 10. Well, first of all, he saves us from the guilt of our sin. Isaiah 53, 6 says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. If we just do what we want to do, going back to what we were talking about, that that independent attitude, that rebellious independent attitude. Romans 3, 23, so a verse we all learned growing up if you're in the church, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You do not represent anything glorious to God in your state of rebellion. We've all sinned and fall short of his glory. And, and yet, even while we were sinners, it says in Romans 5, he died for us. Why? He had to die because of the guilt that was there. Guilt had to be punished. And by the way, I think I said this last week. There's a, there's a lot of talk out there about shouldn't make people feel guilty. Should you feel guilty if you are guilty? You should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You absolutely I mean, should. Like, if you're guilty, you should feel guilty, right? If a guy robs a bank... He gets caught by the police. He's put in jail. You wouldn't go tell a guy, hey, listen, you really don't need to feel guilty. Why? Because he did. He knew he did what was wrong. Mm. So if we are guilty, there should be a guilt. That guilt is removed by Jesus. He saves us from that guilt. Second thing he saves us from is alienation that results from our sin. And that's um, Isaiah 59 says, that we are separated. There's a separation between us and God because of our sin. And, and so Jesus saves us from that. Apart from Jesus, we're children of wrath. I mean, we are children destined for hell, yeah. separated from God, and he saves us from that. And then the third thing is he saves us not only from the guilt, the feeling we have, but from what our sin deserves, which is death. Yeah. Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is life. And, you know, everybody can say, well, you know what? I'm going to party in hell. Have you heard people say that? Yes, I have. They talk about yes, that. Yes, I have. There ain't going to be no parties in hell. No. no. It, it, you can, you, it's kind of like I remember one time a bad guy. I say a bad guy. I mean, he was, he was a guy who was doing criminal activity. And he got caught and he got arrested. And I remember trying to talk to him about what was going on. And he lived in denial the whole time. He just laughed. 
Every time we bring them in for an interview after bringing from the jail, tell them, hey, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. He just laughed. Mm-hmm. He said, I, you know what? I'm going to get off, man. I'm going to get off. I'm going to go to trial. I'm going to have a jury, and I'm going to get off because they're going to believe me. They're going to believe you set me up. And he ends up going to jail, just like everybody said. And he wasn't laughing the day he got sentenced. And that's what's going to happen to a lot of people. A lot of people blow it off on this side. Yeah. But when reality hits and and hell is real and, and they have to stand before a holy God as sinful people without the covering of Christ, they're going to be in a boatload of trouble. Yeah. And, and that's why Jesus came. And so here's the question we have to wrestle with. Do I believe that Jesus was God's promised Messiah? Do I really believe that? Who now rules and reigns over all creation? And by believe... We want to use the pistuo word believe, which means do I have complete trust and reliance in the fact that Jesus was God's promised Messiah and he now rules and reigns? Do I? Uh, Because if I do, then do I submit to his rule and reign? Because if I believe with that complete trust and reliance, wouldn't that lead me to then submit to that, Brad? Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. Do I pursue a loving relationship with him? Or do I just, am I content? I've, I've done the one and done. I've mm. prayed. I'm in there. I don't have to. I, I, and, and we've talked about this before in marriage. Getting married. Your daughter just got married, Hannah. Yeah. Imagine she gets married and she never pursues a relationship with her uh, her husband. <laughs> she just She's married. Yeah. It's transactional. It, it's very transactional unless what? There's pursuit there and and so that's a desire for a relationship third do i desire to turn from sin and pursue holiness there are people that teach that if you call people to that right there what we just said that's legalism (laughs) to turn from sin what you're saying is how in the world do you validate how are you validated as a messenger of the most high god if you do not turn from sin and pursue holiness. Yeah. I mean, what's different about you in the world? Well, what about when Jesus said, you, you're going to be my witnesses? How, how do you witness if you're unwilling to lay aside your sin? Yeah. I mean, like that, that, that's saying, listen, over our lifetime, you and me have talked about this. We've sinned. We've had lots of sins, pride mm. and, and other issues we've talked about. Can you look back over your lifetime and say, even though I've grown, I still struggle in certain areas, but but I don't want to struggle with them. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the turning the turning saying. I don't want to. I don't want to be content with that. Yeah. Well, and uh, I shared with you on the break that uh, you know I wonder if there aren't some things in our lives that we are somewhat calloused to in the world that we're living in yes i mean this 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 idea of submitting of resisting of drawing near of cleansing you know these these things that we are he calls us to uh if in the west this whole idea is like you know no you do you god loves you the way you are you know but the reality is and i love the fact that you you brought out this idea what what has he saved you from yeah 
listen, if you don't think you need saving, then you're not going to, this is of no interest. No. And what we do a lot of times is there are a lot of people that don't think they need saving and we still try to shove a cure down their throat when they're done. They don't even think they're sick. Yeah. And so, and so this whole idea, one way we can tell if people get it is they grieve in brokenness over their guilt and shame of their sin. There's a grieving there. I don't like what I do. And finally, surrendering to him to live as his priest and ambassador. All these things that I've just said, those are things that if you have this complete trust and reliance as Jesus, as God's promised Messiah, those things should be evident and growing. Yes. Not perfect, but growing in your life, right? Yes. Amen. Hey, listen, tomorrow, Greg Kokel, who wrote the book Tactics, is going to be my guest. I really hope you'll tune in. He's been on before. He's got a new book coming out. I think it'll be very helpful for you. Yeah, definitely. Go check it out. In fact, if you want to listen to any past broadcasts, you can download the SWAT radio app, and you can listen to Doug and I as long as you want to listen to us. (laughs) Uh, but you can go to the website, swatradio.com, check out the various Bible studies that meet, and 